Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and without beer, we'd be miserable. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading Misery by Stephen King. And maybe starting with a beer. Holy fuck. Jesus. Fuck. Got it. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even doing Swear this on I purpose. I heard it open before. Oh, fucking Jesus. Got it. Okay. Starting with a beer. Um, so this is the main... We're recording together in person, which is out of the ordinary for us these days. But this is a, um, a special beer. I was like, I got this. And like this, this, There's only one book I can think of that this will work for. And while I am not against drinking all this beer by myself... Ooh, it's syrupy. It's a lot. <laughs> I want to share it with my, with my two good drinking buddies. But they weren't available, so I picked Nate and Jimmy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is beer from uh, Sand City Brewing Company, uh, which is in Long Island. I don't fucking remember where. Uh, and it's Sand cold. City. Yeah, I don't think that's actually the town, is it? I've been Broken there. down Glass City or pre-Glass City. It's in North Northport. That's um, close. So this is they, – they put out three – Barrel aged bourbon barrel aged beers that are all called Stuck, and this is num- Stuck Number One, which is just a bourbon barrel aged stout with nothing added to it on the label. That's thirteen percent. What do you guys think? Rare to have one that's not got a bunch of shit added to it. Yeah, it's not maple syrup, vanilla, coconut, caramel. Well, hold on, we got a little later. <laughs> Sardine. So this is just straight, you know, beer and barrel. And it's pretty good. It doesn't have like a bit of a do you see like a tart flavor in there, like something yes. almost whiny. Like, yeah, that must be from the barrel. But it's oh, pretty yeah. good. It's good. Yeah, this was a gift someone gave me for Father's Day. It's like fucking fuck them kids. <laughs> drink <laughs> with your guess. <laughs> I don't think you can drink this with your kid. Not yet. She's not cool enough. Um. So, misery. Why? Why are we doing this? Because the main character is stuck. In uh, the house of his number one crazy fan. So so when this came out, or more like bef- Stephen King was like super famous. Uh, this is the period of time when the publishing industry went from just trying to publish a bunch of things that are medium successful to focusing on only finding giant bestsellers. And that's all they gave a shit about, starting really with Stephen King in around the mid-80s. And so Stephen King had like... Already signed contracts worth millions and millions and millions of dollars just to, like, be published by this one, I don't know, whatever company would pay him the most. And then he comes out saying, like, oh, and my next... Viking. My next book takes place all in one room. Everyone was like... Really? Yeah, like three what? rooms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, anyway, he expands it to like the driveway at some point. <laughs> but, but he literally had the concept... I mean, Stephen King is big on, like, places like haunted places or something going on with places. And so his idea was that I'm going to write a book that takes place all in one room. And this was the book. Well, because he had written enough books that took place all in one state of Maine. So (laughs) let me me narrow it down a little bit. This one does take place within driving distance of the Overlook. I'm sure it all links together. It mentions Overlook. I don't think it's a real town. Sidewinder, I'm sure it's it's not. But they mentioned like, oh, you know, it's right over by the old Overlook Hotel where they got snowed in. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's weird. Yet I feel like he had to be planning this all along, right? Like all of his books link together, or is he just like that'll be fun for me to throw that little nugget in there? 
Or did it co- or did it start like that? And now that there's so much pressure well, and I mean, so many fans, so many you- of them took place in small towns that weird shit happens in. That there's no, there's no there was nothing saying that they didn't take place in the in a shared world. It didn't really matter, right? But but now they like like Cujo could do. exist with it. She's a fucking she's a very good boy. <laughs> He's a very bad boy. <laughs> he just wants a treat. <laughs> well, he, whatever it is, his the author. Oh, it's another. What a breaking character for Stephen King. The main character is an author who's uh, <laughs> who starts out by saying uh, he's a very famous author who writes two kinds of books: good books and popular books. <laughs> and this this is the well, this, this is where I Stephen say King changed his. <laughs> it's not Stephen King because he wrote good books. This is like really a very autobiographical book for Stephen King because this is that's Stephen King's little like acknowledgement that oh yeah the books i write are shit but they're really popular schlock well because the main character writes like 19th century romance novels yeah yeah and that's what's popular so he comes up with so for the book within the book he comes up with the most something even more ridiculous than a stephen king book which are these uh well had no testicles in the book probably so these 19th century romance novels but they're also like I guess it's kind of a mystery starring the main character named... Well, it's only mystery... Misery Chastain. Chastain. Misery Chastain. Misery Jones is definitely a 1970s black exploitation character. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think it was a character in um, well, Jackie which, Brown. Which, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> uh, Jones, uh, yeah. Pam Greer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you in Misery now. <laughs> I just banged you. Oh, but then honky. And then it's fucked up. <laughs> you can see that. So the book, also notable about this book, is that it's a normal length book and not 9,000 pages. But like and also, there's no supernatural shit. Actually, yeah. But it should have been shorter. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so it starts out with the main character. What's his name again? Paul Sheldon. So, uh, Stephen, so the main character, Paul Sheldon, he's basically he's waking up and he's being described as being raped Back to life. Like, it was like, that's all you know. Yeah, and, no, this whole, and you're like, oh, yeah, Stephen King wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Got then <laughs> you, you're like, and, and this whole thing about the tide coming in and coming out. There's a lot about fucking pylons and piers and shit. Because, but that's the pain he's feeling. And then you, within you know, 10, 15 pages, you find out that he was in a car accident. This is in Colorado. There's a snowstorm has just blown in, and he was driving drunk on the road in a snowstorm, and then he crashed, and somebody, he doesn't know who yet, basically rescued him, and they're, like, first, like, giving him him. CPR, and then, like, has pain medication, and then he's basically, like, kind of, kind of figuring out, like, what the hell is going on? And then his his legs are just completely smashed. Like well, his he, legs he are so badly broken. Yeah, he doesn't know. He, he they feel pain. he feels he a lot of pain. Calls from them, them though. piles for half of the book until he sees them because it's a pile of bone meal. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. <laughs> so really, just horribly broken legs, and and the pain is so bad that he he needs the like pain medication. Novril or something like that, you find out. The the fictional pain medicine he's taking. And when he's like, not conscious enough, when when he's basically like lucid enough to like figure out kind of what's going on, we meet 
the other person of the novel, which is the person who rescued him and is taking care of him, a woman named Annie Wilkes. And she has clearly had medical training of some sort. He, he determines later through the science of deduction that she's a nurse or was a nurse. But she's also like, that's like the, one of the first lines in the book is like, uh, number one fan. <laughs> like as he's trying to decode whatever she's mumbling, what she's saying normally, but his head is so fogged up. He's got the jumblies. The jumblies. Sail to sea in a sieve? <laughs> the jumblies? <laughs> Not foam? Uh, anyway, uh, so she's been, she she saved him. And she's like, I can't believe it. I'm your number one fan. I love the misery books. I can't wait for the next one to come out in paperback. And he's like, oh, it's by the hardcover. <laughs> she's like, he's like, he's a little judgmental. That Not the, much of a number one fan if you're waiting for the paperback. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's out of work. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And it's 1987. You know, it was like two dollars for the paper, for the hardcover. <laughs> so, uh, but then he is stuck like this beer. No, sorry. Uh, we said that already. Oh, I got it. Yeah, he can't leave. He can't now. They were all can't. out of broken legs, brown ale. So. Now you can't leave here. That also would have worked here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, uh, so she tells him, "Oh, I am your biggest fan." Misery Chastain is my favorite character. And, I love the book so much. <laughs> I've just I just bought the latest book um and I've just started reading it. Um it's the best and but you find out that he has actually like because he hates it. He's killed the main character. He's killed her. He's killed his main character in the book at the end of this book. And so you're like, uh-oh, what's she going to do? And she finds out the character, her favorite, favorite. character is dead. Turns out it's not good things. And he also is carrying in his bag the manuscript he just finished of his next book, which is not a misery novel. But he, he fucking smugly says when he like, and the end. You might have just won the National Book Award, old chap. Like, fuck you. Okay. That's what Stephen King says to himself every time, and then he wins nothing. He wins the Bram Stoker Award for best Stephen King novel of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Most years he wins that novel, that award. Not, Not every year. Some years someone else wins so the best Stephen King novel. The reason why he had gone out drinking is because he had finished his, uh, his new novel that is actually, according to him, actually good, actually quality, good writing, and not just, just the schlock he puts out to make some, make some money. Yes. That's but, why he had gone out and literally he had a bottle of champagne with him in the car <laughs> that he was drinking from. Which is I what, think. This, is, this is a very mild form of what Stephen King was actually doing in the 80s. Because he would have just been doing lines of coke off the dashboard. I think, I think you mean piles. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But his new book is has the really creative title, Fast Cars, the Tracy Chapman story. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's just called, Do you have a fast car? Fast Cars. Wow, dude. That's gonna, that sounds like a... It's a novelization of Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> in 12 or 13 years, you're going to make a good movie out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fast Cars. Fast and Furious Cars. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these cars so yeah, it angry? Does, it does sound pretty shitty, but <laughs> anyway, he thinks it's good. So he is like beginning of the book is he's like kind of recovering, taking the taking lots of the pain medication. 
which he's addic- doesn't realize getting anything addicted is wrong to. Yet. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's but wrong. He, everyone's but always like, "Why am I not high still?" But he's also like, "Why am I not in a hospital? Why is she keeping me here?" And he realizes, like, "Oh no, she's keeping me like hostage. She's she's keeping me like imprisoned." And he's like, "Obviously, no one knows I'm here, or else they would have come gotten me by now." I'm like the world famous, world famous author with two ex-wives that need alimony checks and you know (laughs) so he obviously someone if i was if she had told anyone they'd i'd I'd be rescued already so clearly she hasn't anyway so he's like kind of recovering and then she's getting closer to the end of the book it's like oh i'm three quarters of the way through the book i'm gonna finish it tonight and he's like "Uh, oh no uh (laughs) (laughs) is this when she like cuts him off at some point she like ignores him for like two days Right, like he did, he drinks his own piss. He's, so he's like, uh, <laughs> he I don't, drinks his own piss in the scene. Uh, I don't, I don't quite like yeah, water world. I don't, I don't quite remember the. <laughs> she doesn't, order she of doesn't really turn on him until after she's finished the book. But like, it's like page nine. He's like, I just, I know where I am, and she's crazy. Like it starts really. Well, high. He sees, just, yeah. he, see, he sees that she's unstable, and she will leave for long periods of time because she's doing something, and something's not right. He doesn't know how crazy she is, but she knows like something. He's she knows she's not one hundred percent, and he's in a bad situation. Like most Stephen King books, the chapter, the sections start with pretentious quotes that don't always apply in ways that I understand. And this one starts with a quote from Nietzsche, where it's like, "When you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares into you." And like, I'm not sure what he's talking about right here. What does that have to do with a book about an author in a bed? Um, Colorado is an abyss. It, well, <laughs> this is before I became the Rocky Mountain High state because <laughs> I didn't legalize marijuana. But she's, like, he looks and he's like, there's nothing behind her eyes. She's crazy. And she just, like, occasionally, like, stops talking and goes catatonic for a minute to to reboot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she's defragging. Yeah, I have to, like, I have to install a patch. Okay, all the weight. And he's, she's crazy. Which, I have not, I meant to watch the movie, but then I I never watched it, didn't. actually. I have seen the movie. It was Does the movie? Ago, shit. I know, <laughs> You right? saw it and we haven't. Nate saw it when it was a new release in 1987. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's apparently a very good movie. I both... She won... Uh, Kathy Bates won an Oscar yeah, for so it. Yeah, I, so I, I read the book. This was still a long time ago. And then... And <laughs> 1987. <laughs> read and watched the movie. And uh, the, the movie is good. Yeah, the movie is good. And... Do you know who directed it? Rob Reiner. <laughs> it is a wacky comedy. That is like a bizarre fucking. I, I, I was like that. Can't Hit him be with true. the axe again. There must be a different Rob Reiner. <laughs> like, like, like I was reading the Wikipedia article. I was like, no way, it's that guy. Wow, that is. And she, right like, after Her- when Harry met Sally, yeah, like he comes up with his foot. Like I'll have what he's having. It's like, <laughs> what? Fires up the chainsaw. It's opioids. <laughs> when Harry meets Sally with an A, because <laughs> she's chubs. But was it? Um, did the movie, to your recollection, I know it's asking a lot to you, remember 47 years ago, Nate, <laughs> but does the movie start as dramatically as the book? I feel like the movie must be a little more I a little more gradual. Yeah, must be. What's that? Like, does, you mean, does he like wake up in the bed in the beginning? No, or? no, like, does he wake up and he's like, she's crazy. Because I imagine they the have to hit the ground running pretty fast because the, the book is longer than the movie's no, it could be. be. It could be more of a like slow buildup of, oh, is she just odd? Or is she completely insane? I think that must be what happened with the movie. Probably. And the, whereas the book, it starts, uh, it can skip that step, which is what Stephen King always fucking does and why I don't like him that much, is the point where it's like, this could go either way. He's like, no, no, no. 
it's going one way. My way. <laughs> Cocaine highway. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, fucking like it's here we go. There's no yep. nuance. There's no like ambiguity in Stephen King's books. It's like, is that guy bad? Well, his name is Satan McMurderer. So he's probably bad. <laughs> and he's Irish. <laughs> and he <laughs> but it starts off right She's away. A lady of shadows. You're in for some troubles. But it starts off, and you're like, wait, there's like another 411 pages. It starts off that she's crazy. Where can it go? Oh, it goes there. Wherever, wherever you thought, it's going to go there. It does. It's yeah. one of those things where you're like, is it going to go there? And Stephen King's like, yeah, it's going to go there. And it's going to be a bleeding penis at some point. We're going to say the phrase, bleeding from the penis, at least three times a book. I'm bl- we're bl- wherever, wherever the, is it going to go there? I'm way past there, buddy. <laughs> I'm reading another Stephen King book right now, and there are several bleeding penises and like crazy shit going on. I was like, it, it's, 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 it's an immediate, it, it's a slow build for the first, you know. 800 pages? For the, no, for the first 20 pages. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, now the murder starts. <laughs> oh, it's And a, then it's, the murder just gets worse and worse and worse. And you're like, okay, yeah. This is the, uh, the penis book. Is that under the getting some dome? No. Under the foreskin. Dome? Dome is slang Nate for blowjob. <laughs> yeah. You it was in like 2006. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ja Rule would talk about dome. Oh, he would, yeah. He still does. <laughs> Get them dome. <laughs> You're like, all right, relax, Joe. This is, this is a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> ja. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Annie Wilkes does... <laughs> Any books book, that's right. <laughs> Does it's her married name finish the book? She finishes, you know, God, misery, misery chesting book five or whatever it is, in which the reckoning, in, the new class, in which, <laughs> in, which in which misery dies, <laughs> and she is so mad that she comes into his room with a barbecue. And lighter fluid. George and Foreman grill. <laughs> she badly burns his foot. <laughs> Knock out the fat. <laughs> and then takes the manuscript that he's now worked a couple years on, of his actually good book, according to him, and burns it. Burns. She makes him burn it. Right? And another, like, you know, thing is that, you know, I should have just spent $100 at the bank to photocopy it. It fucking cost that much? No Holy shit. Way. It's a Stephen King book. No, no, it's but that's very that, long. In, it, it was the, the entire is, trunk of his car. How much? <laughs> Manuscript. How, but the thing, the, no, but here's the thing. That's, that's what it said. Uh, he says, I should have just spent $100 in quarters at the bank to Xerox yeah, it. It's probably like Arrested and, you know, Development. In, in, in 1985... That's well, because, probably around what it would Because cost. what a photocopier was then is that you handed it to someone who typed really fast. <laughs> They're like, let me get on that. This made copy Xerox noises. No, Xerox machines did exist, but they were, I'm sure, very new, very expensive. It could also be like a rich people thing where they don't know what things cost, like in Arrested Development, where it's like, it's a it's banana. A banana. Like, yeah. What could it cost? $10? <laughs> <laughs> so then she makes him burn the book. And this is, I think this is around the time when you realize, like, my fucking legs are made of just chopped meat. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. It's like, like, it's like, a, it's like when you make a protein shake, but you don't stir it very well. <laughs> There's lumps. <laughs> There's lumps in my legs. Because she, like, karate chops his ankle just to punish him. Just like, hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's in so you much brought shame. pain. <laughs> and then he's in so much pain. He's in so much pain. Which you would be. Which is like, yeah, oh, you, God. You hit on my, oh, you hit on my bone chunks. <laughs> my God. 
You chop my porridge leg. <laughs> it's, it's just, this whole legs are just meat pinatas. <laughs> so, but he also realizes he's, he's clearly become addicted to this drug, which is not real because he's very clear. In the beginning of the book, it's like, it's not a real drug because I've done all the real ones. <laughs> but it's it, it's codeine-based. Mm-hmm. Now, Which is an opiate. That's an opiate? Okay, yeah, I didn't know yeah. what codeine was. Painkillers yeah, in general are opiates. Well, I know what an opiate is. I know what a painkiller is, but I, didn't know, I wasn't sure if codeine is not like a pussy drug or not a real drug. No, it's not a pussy drug no, at all. No, it is. Okay. That'll fuck you up. That's real. Well, I told you by the time we did the... Don't you remember uh, Scissor when all the rappers were dying from drinking codeine cough syrup? Oh, that's, but wasn't that like Dimetap or uh, no, no, NyQuil? No. no, NyQuil is just fucking... Regular stuff. Codeine is an opiate they put in, opiate. like in like not industrial strength, but like medical grade cough syrup. You can't just pick it up at the store. It did exist. I? I did medical grade cough syrup once. Did I ever tell you this story? I had pneumonia, and my doctor was like, "Take this." And I was like, "This fucking terrible." You had the codeine stuff, and he, and he gave me opioid cough syrup. Yeah, they had like labels all over it. Like, don't give this to people. God, that's that's modern laudanum. So I took that once. And I was home. My wife was sitting in the. I was sitting on the living room, and I went into like fucking dope nods, just like mumbling and falling, slumping over oh, onto yeah, the floor. Oh yeah, no, I know them well. And then it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's like, and then hours later, I wake up on the floor still, and she's like, you can never take that again. That was what the. And I, I don't want to take that. What year is it? That way. Speaking of addiction. <laughs> oh yeah, we have another beer, and you know. If you're addicted, it's like you're stuck on something. Again. Yeah. Like you're s- stuck on being s- stuck. <laughs> and you're like stuck? Oh, no. That's not how that works. Anyway. Meta addiction. That's, that's what people who work for Facebook have. Uh, so this <laughs> is from Sand City Brewing. It is also called Stuck. and But this is Stuck number three, which is bourbon barrel aged. It's 13%, 13% alcohol, but it's with chocolate. A chocolate maple stout is what it says. Now, I'm the type of person that would really likes to complete things, so it, it would normally piss me off that I don't have stuck number two here, which we're not going to have. I did have a bottle of it, and it was bad. It was not good. Why was it bad, though? Because it, it was the regular one, which already has like a kind of um, tart, vinous flavor or whatever from the wine, but it was with pistachio. And you're like, when you're like, this doesn't taste very good. Never is the solution to add these nuts to it. So it I mean, like, that's not true. This is better. This is the best of the There's three. Literally, something like floating in the top of it. Oh yes, that's just could be. I don't know. <laughs> there are um, sometimes you will get with barrel aged stouts like a fucking what looks like a loogie floating in it. And it's disgusting. Is it wood debris? It's, I don't know what, I've looked it up online, it's like some sort of like protein thing that forms sometimes, and these like heavy duty beers. You, you could eat it if you want to chew your beer. Uh, I usually I don't want that. spit that out. Yeah, if, I've gotten it a lot, honestly, with other half stouts. I've seen a lot of those. I've never gotten it from a Finback stout or other Evil Twin or really anyone but other half. <laughs> I've hit it a lot, but maybe, maybe. Well, Sand City this can join one that group. definitely has that, yeah. It's this... like a big floating booger, right? Just, just, yeah, yeah, just dump it uh, out, man. Just dump it out. I, that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes you see it referred to as stout snot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know enough about it science. And our, um, our biggest physicist, chemist, patron could answer this question for us, but he's not here today. Uh, so I'll reach out to him. Tell us science. And he'll, he'll be like, I fucking do real science. What the fuck? Stop bothering me. Uh, so <laughs> this I, doesn't taste like chocolate, maple, or anything. It tastes like fruity 
It's like a winey flavor to it. Yeah. It's like a wine barrel age, but it's bourbon barrel. I think, I think it's confusing. I, I'm not sure if it's a product of the beer itself or like a little funk from the barrel, you know? And they're, they're, fair, they're not old, It's right? from March. Yeah. This is when we're recording this in August. So that's for a big and stout. I, it's it's totally been fine. in the fridge the whole time. It's not like I just left it out in the sun to just go wild. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just not remotely what you'd expect. No, I was disappointed. And uh, now, well, yeah, all three. Uh, there you go. I think the first one was the best one, the regular one. Yeah, the regular one was, uh, I don't know. The pistachio one was the worst. I wouldn't even, I, I went back there and I was like, because I, at the, that, I somehow I had, I had bought number three, someone gave me number one, and then we planned on doing it together. And I said, should I buy that other bottle so we could do all three? I said, fuck no, it was terrible. I'm not doing it. My, uh, on Untapped, I reviewed it, and I think it was Untapped or on the Reddit beer porn, and more like suck. <laughs> I was like, there you go. I don't like this. Didn't get a lot of upvotes. It's weird. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so okay. Um, uh, Annie Wilkes had just burned his the manuscript of his other book, and he's like really sad. And then she's like, "You're gonna write me another one." She can't be dead. Misery Chastain can't be dead. You're gonna write me another book. She brings him a janky key t- uh, fucking yeah. keyboard thing i learned typewriter. more about typewriters and typing paper <laughs> from this book than anything else well he he goes into he he himself says this is not a clever observation but he goes into shahrazad mode from um a thousand one arabian nights like i need to keep writing to stay alive because she won't kill me if the book is not done so I need to just, which is the plot of, we've never, we've never done that on the podcast because it's a million pages long, but a thousand one Arabian nights is the Sultan type of guy has, you know, kills the wife every night or every morning. He bangs him like, you can't cheat on me if you're dead. And that's, and so Shahrazad's like, I'll tell you stories and just give you, you know, fictional blue balls <laughs> for a thousand and one nights. And then he kills her. Well, no, at the end, then he's like, you're right. You tell good stories, bitch. I'll keep you around. <laughs> Tell me that Aladdin one again. The end. Fawn. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tell stories to stay alive. Good thing I'm a writer. And Stephen King got a fucking boner so hard when he wrote that paragraph that he had to do more cocaine. <laughs> there's that only one way to kill the boner. There's only one way to kill this boner. <laughs> it's going to last more than four hours. I need to do cocaine. At one point, she leaves him alone. I mean, she actually does this. So a lot of things are kind of foreshadowed in the book. But the first time she leaves him alone, because she is just horribly depressed, and she goes to what's called her crying place. No, what's the what is she called? Something she like has that, a. Yeah. She lives house. out in the middle of nowhere, but she still needs to own a camp with a cabin somewhere else. And she left him for four days. So she is an unreliable. She's full of shit. Oh, yeah. She's not a crazy narrator, person. person. But, so but she, who knows she, where she actually was? Yes, but she did leave for four days and left him there. And he's because imagine there's like a barn on the property too. You know, she has food, some animals. She water. named the cow. Was it after misery? The cow was misery. Yeah, because the cow is a milk cow lives in a state of misery. Is very appropriate. So she um. No, it's not there. Missouri. It's Colorado. He, <laughs> so anyway, he can't go to the bathroom even without got, any he's assistance got bedpans, he yeah. can't yeah so he has to th- this well is the it's stephen king writing about an author so he just lays his enormous penis in a trough six feet away <laughs> to each pig because it's stephen king and he's like he's a writer he had a giant dong like all writers 
and he just unfurls it like it's a fucking end of a veteran's fucking funeral, and you fold up a flag, and he just... And he drains it off, like emptying a camper toilet, and then he rolls it up like he... No, that didn't happen? I think that was I think it was the director's cut. That was the, the, direct, the director's uncut. <laughs> <laughs> the European cut. So he manages to get himself into the wheelchair and get himself well, out. She, she, he, put, he, she puts him the, in a wheelchair. He, he picks him. The, she leaves him there? She puts he, him in a wheelchair, so she, the wheelchair so he can type him. better. Yeah. He picks the lock. He gets out of the room. He manages to find her stash of pills and, like, steal some so that he can have some of his pain medication. And then... Yeah, she withholds them from him sometimes. And then manages yeah. to... Yeah, because... And he's clearly addicted. And he's got right. porridge legs, so... <laughs> They're just not right. <laughs> uh, and, and then he gets back in the bed um, before Annie comes home. But then she finally does. And she's like, okay, I'm back. I'll take care of you now. But now you have to write my fucking book. So he does. And the first thing he like sits down at the typewriter and he writes out this whole like first chapter about how Whoops. she didn't actually die in childbirth. She was buried alive. Well, no, no, that happened later. Oh, that so, was so, the better version. Yeah, yeah, that's the second Excuse version. The first me. version is, oh, the doctor did make it to her bedside during childbirth and was able to, did some, did, was it experimental blood transfusion, which, of course, they did not have in the 19th century, but... Um, and she and, got and AIDS. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she got better. Got better. <laughs> and so you read... One, one thing that does happen in the book is you actually read the, the, the at least a couple of individual chapters of this shitty book. This is, this is Stephen King writing a shitty book in a shitty book. <laughs> yeah, it's... <oof>. It's a matryoshka. <laughs> you would have hoped it would have canceled out. And it would have been great. Like, wow, this is the best shitty... No, no, he... He's he, really stupid. I mean, he went he, over the top stupid with it on purpose. He limbo's under whatever bar you have. That's expectations. <laughs> um, and it's so like a, it's like a he gives Danielle Steele. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, absolutely. And then he gives it to Annie, and she reads it, and she's like, "It's not right," because there's a continuity error. She spots the continuity error in that. You remember that person was dead <laughs> in the actual book that he wrote, the one that was published. And th- when she died, the doctor didn't make it to her bedside, and so she died. And then in this new version, he just said, oh, yeah, the doctor got there, and she was fine. Um, which is also not how doctors worked in the 19th century either. I was like, hmm, have you tried bloodletting? <laughs> I, I should have left my leeches at home. They just showed up with like a, like a, like a workman's bag, and <laughs> all that was in it was a stethoscope. Like, Let me listen to you. Oh, yeah, that's death. <laughs> and it just left. Like, what medicine did they have? They had a Oops. bad case of ghost blood. They had a, that and a saw in case they had to cut off a leg. <laughs> and a, and a bottle telling. of fucking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So This is anyway. the first part in the book where it, the book is to get really uh, like meta about writing. Yo, oh, yes. Is so this, a, kind of, this is quite autobiographical, actually, because, I mean, okay, I was going to save this for later. But well, it's about addiction. Did you notice? Well, yes. But did you also notice that in, he, in, in the fictional book about writing the book, there's no mention anywhere of editing, of having a first draft, and then you edit it, and then you make it better? Nope. Nope. It's very King, much like, exactly, like a not, Stephen King. It's not part of the process. <laughs> Stephen King's, like, gets to the final sentence... File print, you know, it's like <laughs> what he does. Fucking bind it and the sell way, it. The way I wrote most of my papers in college, just I got to the end, print. There but you, you do. Go. You do a spell check. 
Well, that's that's all the, all the way through. Yeah. That's the little red line. Yeah. So you don't you don't need to do it at the end. It's just all the way through. Anyway, well, um, Nate was doing this on a word processor, and it was <laughs> you'd have to go back and put the correction fluid in. It was a whole process. <laughs> I did not. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just etchings. <laughs> I just carved it. <laughs> I had to carve it into stone. I did a daguerreotype uh, of his uh, essays. Uh, when I had, when I lined up all the blocks backwards, I could print one page. <laughs> you um, and Gutenberg. <laughs> so she makes him throw that out and start again. She brings and, up the whole point that becomes you know the a big point, and it is like fair versus realistic, which is like books are unrealistic, but. Can you justify it? Like, okay, yes, I can suspend his belief. This is a fair way to do it. So he comes up with this new. He's like stuck for a while. Something Stephen King fans have been talking about ever since he made his first book. Fair versus realistic. I guess it makes an internal sense. Yeah, that's all it needs to do. Lobsters ate his hand. Okay, fine. (laughs) Lobstrosity. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, I get it now. I'll allow it. So comes up with this new thing about how she was actually buried alive, but she was stung by a bee, and so it looks like she. This is this is what it says. She got my girl disease. <laughs> oh no! But she was actually buried alive. This whole thing about how this other person has also happened to this other person, which was stung by a bee and looked like they were dead, and so they were buried alive. But this time they got to. Oh, I got a chunks. This is the yeah. I, I was like drinking a Slurpee, but it was a beer. <laughs> Oh God! Top says, oh, I, don't, "I don't. I don't want to even risk that now." I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, stuck in mm-hmm. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and so he comes up with this whole thing about, and then and then misery was buried, but they she was actually still alive, and they managed to rescue her. And he gets into she it. Died. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, this is kind of cool again." And for a while, when he's writing the book, he's actually pretty excited. This he's is like, "The best one I've written." This is. I don't think he thinks that. It's the, but be- he's, it's the he's best the most, misery book he's written. Yes. And he, but he's also like the most like enthusiastic about writing because he's really like, and she's like, no. But the other thing about the typewriter is that the, the letter N doesn't work. What is it? The N? The N, H? The Ns no, don't work. N, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So he just has to constantly write the blank word. And so he'll type an <laughs> N and awkward. it leaves a blank space. And then he has to go back and <laughs> fill in the N later. <laughs> but, she's, but she's doing it for him. She's like reading his proofs. She's adding the ends in. And then Until the, the end, when he starts to do it himself, because she doesn't want to give away the ending. Oh, right. But for a while, they have a weird, weird, you know, joint team of writing the book. He writes 25, 26th of the novel. <laughs> She's like, I got all the ends, though. Yep. And so... Uh, and do you think he wrote to avoid the letter N? Like, it's not the most common letter. He did say that he was going to have one character named Sean, but then he changed it because like, <laughs> ah, it's kind of too many ends for a while like things are going okay and he even asks annie like hey if i finish the novel will you let me go and she doesn't say yes she doesn't say no yeah she's cagey but you're like yeah, i don't know but then and instead things get real real weird yes oh so, yeah then it jumps the shark so well hobbles he, the shark he, he try. I forget. He told her no. Like she asked, can I blah, 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 blah. And, and he said, no. And she's like, okay, fine. And I forget what, it, I forget what the thing was, but she's she also crazy so mad so. that she comes in with an ax and 
chops his foot off. Isn't it when she finds out he's been leaving his room? Uh, she tells, no, she actually discovered that right away, but this is when he tell she tells him, oh, no, I knew you were doing that the whole time. Because so the wheelchair that, leaves marks in the had door. Said, but oh, she yeah, had yeah, asked, yeah. like, what if, what if misery does blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, no, I don't like that. And then she got mad. <laughs> and she, she cuts off his leg. Like knee down or something. Yeah, like it? like whole like lower leg. But it's all just like uh, a chunky, chunky mess yeah, anyway. Bro, well, but she still. takes a blue torch to fucking just burn that wound shut. Yeah. Yep. And then like it's the road. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, then I don't want you to bleed out. So then he can't. Uh, so he can't write for a while. But then he's. But then it literally jumps forward like a month or two, and he's all. And she's also chopped off one of his thumbs. That's or when, some other thing. So the typewriter gets more fucking shitty because she bought it like the fucking Goodwill. So it has, you know, half the keys never worked. And he's like, this keyboard really sucks. And she's like, well, just tell me how it ends. He's like, I'm not telling you. I'm, I'm a writer. Well, he's not telling her because he doesn't know yet. Well, because it's Stephen King. Because yeah. that's how but, Stephen King writes. He does not know how it ends. Which we've discussed on other Until he episodes. gets to the final yeah, chapter. And I, stand, I still think that is a shitty way to write a book. But it's not just him. But it, no, it's Stephen King. And the character Stephen King wrote uh, <laughs> right that way. I'm sorry. Most characters get to the end of the book and either edit it or they had a plan. I don't believe that most. I don't believe. I don't think it's most, but I know it's some. Some. Yeah. But some writers. Here's the thing. Most writers are bad. Yes. <laughs> most true. writers are not good. Even some good writers, though, will not know what the ending is when they start writing. But then they go back to the beginning and fix it. And that's the Stephen King problem. Well, he can't. He's got no thumb. <laughs> well, so he's like, I'm not telling you. And then she cuts off his thumb with like the fucking uh, electric knife, which is like, a yeah, song yeah. by like Parliament. <laughs> and then she puts it in a cake and lights it, light it on fire like a candle for his birthday. Because he has very flammable thumbs. I think she probably put a wick in it. <laughs> That's a lot of work. She like drilled a She's hole. She's free time. Yeah, because they're not working. So every So that is like, he's like depressed, but still working on it. But he's also... Uh, and she's like, how's the book? I'm like, oh, one thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and then a state trooper shows up at the house. And is this like, before or after he discovers her past? I he think he, he discovered he it earlier. The state oh, trooper's like, hey, what's mowing on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, I guess she leaves. She leaves and she leaves for like it's, days. It's when, he, it's, he it's, like when he's, um, it's when he's looking for the drugs. He finds her photo album. But this is later. She's kept he a scrapbook of all the people she's killed and yeah. gotten away with it. So I she's think, a big scrapbooker. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think she kills the state trooper and then has to take the state trooper's car away. And when she's gone, then that's when he comes out and Tate sees the scrapbook. Anyway, he knew so, the scrapbook. He already had it. The scrapbook uh, was earlier. So he's so so she's like really depressed, and she had been talking about. It. I've been going down memory lane, which means looking at her scrapbook of pictures, and she leaves. So he's out, and he sees in the middle of the living room the scrapbook, and it's clearly all the people she killed. She's like a angel of death nurse. Yeah, you know, like those fucking nurses that. Kill people who are old or close to death, and then like no one figures out they've been murdered. They're like, oh, they just died of being sick and old. And the nurse is like, ah, oh, I got away with it. Ha, ha, ha. And like, or they kill a bunch of, like, in Annie's case, a bunch of babies. Like, oh, they yeah, died so of got sudden caught, baby syndrome. Well, she got caught because she got moved to the, to the, to the maternity ward. Baby, baby And then ward. the only people she could kill were the babies. They were asking for it, though. See what they were wearing? Nothing. In that neighborhood? <laughs> 
So basically a number of infants die uh, rather mysteriously. And then clearly from the scrapbook, she can tell that she got, uh, she got caught and they were, she got fired and she got brought up on charges, but she did get acquitted at trial. Cause I guess, you know, there's the evidence isn't strong enough, I guess, but well, because it had um, the slow version of SIDS that gives gradual infant death syndrome. <laughs> and they're like, it's hard to prove that. And so, but everyone in town knows she did it. Including her husband at the time. Who left her, yeah. And I so think he gets murked at some point, doesn't she? Does he die or does he just... I think she, I think she kills him. Just, just leave? See, that would be really suspicious. Like, I feel like he left and then maybe she killed him. I can't remember. She killed a lot of people, though. She killed, like, dozens of people. Well, his yeah. name was John Wilkes yeah. Booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he discovers the true scrapbook. Now... One thing that does make Misery actually a better novel than Stephen King's other novels is this is the only backstory dump you get of her. <laughs> there are only two characters. And you only get this one part of backstory from her. And it's discovered as part of the plot. It's, it's not just, not a, just yeah. oh, here's a guy that does one thing. So here's five pages about how he grew up in the Bronx and, <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, had to work nights to go to law school, you know, just, but this book doesn't have all of that because they're only two characters and it's not just like, here it is. It's more streamlined. Yeah. So it is actually, it's not a streamlined, it's, it's, it's it's part of the story as opposed (laughs) to just, what what was the last one we did? Gunslinger 2, Dark Tower 2, where it's like, Odetta gets hit by a train and then it's like, and there's the AMT. He, oh, he had plans to play ping pong in college. Why the <laughs> fuck should I care? And it goes on, and you're like, did that matter? Of course it didn't. Here is the first time it actually matters. That's a very good observation. I did not think about that. It's the one time it actually kind of mattered. And there's only one character. I mean, you get a little bit of this about the main character's backstory, which but makes his, a little bit more sense, character. you know, because yeah. it does make more sense to do it from him. So that is like a little bit better. But anyway, so he finds out all this backstory that she killed all these people. And, and at this point, Paul, yeah, Paul Sheldon, that's the name, this type of point. Paul is like, I don't even care if I live anymore. I'm just so just depressed. And but I'm just going to keep writing. And this sucks. And then the state trooper shows up and shows up. And he, because he, uh, the state trooper, is has looking for Paul because it's finally spring. The snow's melted and someone has clearly found his car, his smashed up car with no body in it. So everyone is wondering where might he be? Uh, the state trooper shows up and just kind of asks a bunch of questions. But then Paul, like, First, he's just frozen. He, like, can't shout for help or do anything like that. But then he throws something. He he breaks the window. He throws he a th- cup through the window. Throws something through the window, a cup, breaks it, smashes it. And it's like, help, I'm in here. I'm in here. And then Annie spears, spears him and then runs over his head with the lawnmower. Yeah, that's that classic Stephen King subtlety. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Understated. Yeah. He has a whole other book called The Lawnmower Man. I don't know what it's about. Did he write that? That was a movie. Yeah, that was Stephen King. Was it really? Holy pretty, fuck, pretty sure. man. He did everything. Yeah, I don't believe you. Pretty sure. My phone just died. I can't look it up. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe he did that. He did The Running Man. I think he did both. 
No, the running maybe man. he was making a series of books about dance moves. There's the running man. Oh, you know that movie, the, the, lo- the lawn mowing man, <laughs> <laughs> then like the weed whacking man. Like it's like a whole bunch of just like the ice cream man, yuppie yard work dance moves. The hokey pokey man, <laughs> the hanging Christmas lights man, <laughs> the so man. He um. So Paul. So anyway. So the state trooper is dead, and now Annie is. He like, might not be dead. He could have lived that. <laughs> uh, the Lawnmower Man is a short story by Stephen King. Jesus it was in his collection, Night Shift. Uh, anyway, so she has to go and bury, like, basically dispose of the body and dispose of the, the patrol car because obviously now she's in a lot of trouble. It's going to take a lot of passes with the lawnmower <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of the car. Yeah. She's <laughs> really going to have to have a sharp blade. Um, and she, I forget, I don't. Maybe it was earlier, but she's like, she goes to Paul and she's like, I have a shotgun. I could just end it all now for both of us. And he's like, nah, later. He's like, he kind of doesn't care. I want to finish the book. He's like, yeah, let's just finish the book. So he hatches a plan. Okay, no. So like he, he's stuck there for a while by himself, but then she comes back. And then more people show up looking for the state trooper, but she's disposed of the body they're in the in the patrol car, so they don't find him. But she's like, "It's con- it's this going to be soon? Like this, the, you finish the book now." And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> the net's closing in, dude. I she, think I can finish it in about a week." She speared him with the cross she was using to dig her to uh, put on her cow grave <laughs> because misery. The cow died because she wasn't taking care of it, and she was digging a cow grave. She built a big cross for it, and so she impaled the cop with it. <laughs> Right, that like was, lanced him. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> in a better book, your English teacher would ask about the symbolism of that. But for Stephen King, you go, all right, whatever. Cowgrave. <laughs> Got it. Cow, tombstone, spear. Moving on. Cocaine. I, I heard that was awful. <laughs> really milking this, man. The stakes were high. <laughs> Cow. Quick, we got to hoof it. <laughs> <laughs> got to so, move it along. She says, like, finish it. How long do you need? He's like, she had to get rid of the car. How do you steer this thing? (laughs) I'm not going to let you win this, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and he's like, I can finish finish it in about a week, a week to 10 days. Just hold them off that long. Okay, fine. So he does. So he works, he writes feverishly. He's still typing on the typewriter. He had switched to just writing it out longhand because he, the, the letter T also broke. <laughs> so he like was doing that, but then he was able to finish it. He's like, okay, you know what? Let's, I'm about to finish it tonight. Like this afternoon, let's have a nice party. She goes and she gets like a bottle of champagne and caviar. And he's like, okay. And he's like, oh, can I get, can I smoke one cigarette? One, just just one. She's like, you know, those things are nasty, you dirty bird. But then he's like, <laughs> but he's like, just one. And he's like, I hardly need to worry about lung cancer now, do I? He's like, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you right away. <laughs> so she's like, okay. So she gives him one cigarette and one match. But he had previously hid some lighter fluid. And so when she comes in with her bottle of champagne, and she well, no, and she's like, okay, now we're gonna read it. She comes in. He has the grill with the stack of like manuscript papers with the top cover saying, you know, misery book six. What was it called? Misery's baby. Misery's baby. There you go. And it's like, 
gotcha, bitch. And then <laughs> lights, it board, lights it on fire and burns the book. This book is going to be hot. <laughs> it's burning up the charts. <laughs> uh, burns the book and she freaks out. And so she goes over to try and rescue the book. And then when she does, he beans her over the head with a typewriter. Because that's an old, really heavy typewriter. And so he's like, bam, then, symbolism. And then <laughs> <laughs> the pen is my dear. Uh, and then does, uh, so they have this big fight. And then he eventually she dies. She's like on fire and like melting. Struck, struck in that <laughs> yeah, like head. She's made and, out of fucking Play Doh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Stay of Marshmallow Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, but they have this big fight and he wins. But also. He had actually not burned the manuscript. He just, he had actually hidden the manuscript under the bed and he had burned a blank stack of paper. Hey, just in case I get out of this, I still want to publish yeah. another book. I have medical bills now. <laughs> and so she's dead. And then he like manages to like crawl out the room and then the police come back and he's like, I'm in here, I'm in here. And then they, they find her and, and it's like, oh, no, is they, she dead? They don't find her. I thought they, I thought they do. That they was his imagination. Find, they don't find her in the house and then... Then he has a whole flash forward of like, oh, I'm in the hotel. I'm back in my apartment. And she's there. And she attacks him. And she cuts off his head. It was like, actually, that didn't happen. Yeah. They found her in the barn. She dragged her gross ass out there and died in the barn. Yes. Because he, you know, wouldn't that have been fun? You know, the book flashes forward like three months later. And he's like, yeah, this is going to be the biggest book of all time with both the story of you getting kidnapped. That's also going to help it sell and forcing you to write it. So I bet he still didn't do any editing. It'll get you a real oh, foot in the no door. <laughs> and he, but he's still having nightmares about... Uh, he's, he's still having nightmares about her, about her and Well, his thinks, fucking ridiculous experience where he got... Oh, yeah, of course. ...maimed. <laughs> he, was, he was held there for months. Months. But, but she fucking cut parts of him off, I guess. It, it wasn't like she just like held him. It was like an ISIS video. <laughs> it was ridiculous what happened to him. But also the most miserable part for him is that he's going to make a ton of money, but he's going to have to keep writing the fucking misery books. Oh no. Cause they're going to keep being successful. And, uh, basically the end. And that was the end of the book. Womp. So, okay. What'd you guys think? This is my second time through the book. And I had remembered it. We mentioned it. I, I mentioned it on a previous episode. I think it was the dark terror one. How over the top misery is. How it starts at 11. It's like, it starts, if, if you're going over the top, it's like going over a hill. It's like at, at, the, at the peak. Is when is it page one? It's like, <laughs> fucking going over the top. Oh, God, there's we're, another hill here. We're doing it. <laughs> and it's, uh, the, the top can't even be seen in the rearview mirror by the end of the book. Like, there is, it's, it just is ridiculous. I think it's a great idea, like most Stephen King books, that is not executed very well. It just gets ridiculous. It sh- it just went from like like it, it just felt really it should have been more gradual. The the craziness of her. And, and, and you go when she's lopping like when she cuts his foot off like in the movie. What I remember of seeing little snippets of it when she she breaks his leg with like a hammer, right? Something like that. I, I think so. Yeah. She like puts something in. Or and maybe she, she cut off one toe. Or she like breaks his ankle with like she has like a fuck. She does something. And it's a big fucking deal. It's a big dramatic scene in the movie. Here, that's like 30% through the book. She cuts off his foot and then lights the stump on fire. And it's like, wow, where the fuck do you go from here? It just it was just so much. I feel like it really needed to be dialed back. I like the idea. I just, you know. 
I thought, okay, my now that I've read a bunch of Stephen King, my standards have lowered a bit for like, you <laughs> know what I mean? I'm that's not, his I'm method. Not, I have a, I have a like baseline of what a Stephen King book is, I guess. And I've been based on that baseline. This is definitely one of his stronger books by a lot. I think just because he gave himself the limitation of having the whole novel sit, be in one room, which is because a, I'm not really an artist, but I've heard it said that, you know, when you give yourself a limitation, it will help you be more creative. And I actually think because it was all in one room that helped, it's not so bloated with stupid nonsense and everybody's 10 page backstory. And the, the narrative itself is so much more simple because it's one person versus one person. And it's just, I do one thing, you you respond, you do one thing, I respond. And it's simple enough that even though, I mean, obviously cutting his foot off with an axe was pretty pretty crazy, it was still better, more plausible, more... It was fit, fit realistic or fair versus realistic. It was fair. Yeah. Well, having, having only two people one-on-one, it's more of a chess game than what his normal books are, which is... 800 people playing Mario Party and just like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and then... And then someone gets hit by a demon and their penis explodes and everyone says, oh my. This, said, this book Look had... Look at those jahoobies. This had the least amount of jahoobies. Did the word jahoobies appear there in the book? There was zero mention of the word Zero jahoobies. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they brought up his dick a lot. Well, he had to, you know, put it in... pee into the trough and then lift the five-gallon bucket to his mouth to drink. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of pee. It's a lot of pee. He stored it all in the penis. Oh, God. I see what you're saying. That, that is true. It is definitely a better Stephen King book because it's less of a Stephen King book in many ways. Like, a lot of the things you expect aren't here, or he didn't get a chance to do them. I don't know if that's the ringing endorsement Stephen King wants. <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? You love him the most? I liked it. I also like his ridiculous stuff, and I like that it was kind of intense from the get-go, because I feel like if it wasn't, at some point you're like, oh, there's so much prologue before it gets anything happening. I feel like it's a hard, good, it's a hard uh, line to walk. I think a, a very good author, and I am not one of those people, could make it be that there's ambiguous shit. There's creepy stuff. or There's, there's a little there's ambiguous clues. stuff in this one. But it's not ambiguous when he's like, she is insane. Page two. Like, it's not. It's not ambiguous. It's. It's very, very clear. She is a psychopath, as opposed to I think a better author might have done something like she says things that are cryptic, and he's like, "Wait a second. What did that guy, What did that really mean?" And he, you know, as he's left there alone, he meditates on it, and then she drops little thing clues. So he says things like, "Wait, is that a clue? Does that mean something?" I feel like it could have been done better in terms of ramping it up. There's a thing in because this, this book is very. Very meta about just shit like that. And I forget where exactly it says it in this. I wrote it down. But he's talking about, like, I write these books and people like them, and you know, that's what I do. And like, I don't need to apologize for. <laughs> he says, There are lots of guys out there who write a better prose line than I do and a better understanding of, how, of what people are really like and what humanity is supposed to mean. Hell, I know that. There are better writers than me, but I write a story, people like it. I'm not saying I'm the greatest writer. He never claims to be just like, I do this shit. This is what I do, and people enjoy it, and I have a good time doing it, and I love cocaine. I'm not. Ju- I'm not <laughs> judging Stephen King, the man, for writing the books he writes. Like he, I get it. I'm judging the Earth for liking Stephen King, the writer. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. I, I, he's not very good. He's better than average. He writes good stories. He has cool he ideas well. done badly. Not 
always badly. I I don't think I don't think he's that bad. I like him. I don't. I think he is definitely uh, not the greatest writer. His his style is very unique. Like you, as soon as you read any of it, you're like, oh, Stephen King wrote this, and that's what makes it interesting to me. Sometimes, sometimes it's like that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, but sometimes it's like I don't I don't mind it how weird it is or how unnecessary he puts things in. You know, one another thing I'll say about this book is that the ending was properly foreshadowed. The what when he burns the man, burns the manuscript, but yet there's a twist ending because he didn't actually burn it, and then hits her with the typewriter, you know, and tricks her into like doing the whole thing. Like that actually fit with what happened in the beginning of the book. It didn't just come out of nowhere. Oh, that's, and here's how it ends. It actually fit. That's the fair versus realistic thing. Which is not like most of his books. Well, a lot of this his books also did. involve like supernatural shit, so that kind of always anything involving but magic in like, kind of can fuck with that. Yeah, but the problem is that he leans very, very hard on the "it's magic, anything could happen" kind of element. Like it eh, wasn't sometimes. even it wasn't even magic in the stand. Was like, and the hand of God came out and swiped the yeah. nuclear missile. That's why away. I don't like the stand. That was f- after f- eleven hundred pages. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> Here is like, all right, this this is definitely the most like coherent, you know. S- solid he's also book done stuff we haven't read, we like we haven't read Shawshank Redemption or The Green Mile, which is very is probably his best written book, I think, in terms of like literary quality. The Green Mile is probably his best one. Then how many? Jeho- it's a it's a men's prison. Zero Jehubis, Jimmy. Zero Jehubis. Zero interest. I don't want to hear ever about it, how every fucking inmate's penis sits on his leg and I mean, he scratches like, his balls. Yeah, there's a little bit in every chapter. And they're a little fine. vinegary <laughs> and he goes on and on about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm willing to read more because they're not hard to read. I just n- have never gotten to the end of S- Stephen King book and been like, wow, that was great. Because they're so fucking long. You get to the end you're like, all right, cool. Green Mile's actually not that long. No, it's, it's part like, of it. It's like, like part six, of like different seasons. It's like five novellas. Was that different seasons? Diff- he, had, he had a book, uh, different seasons or something like that. Which is four novellas in one book, and it was like three of them became no, no, movies. No, it was no, like no. apt pupil. Green, Green Mile is literally like five novellas that make up the Green Mile. Oh fuck me! So he wrote, he couldn't write. But one they're all book. they're all very small, and I don't know why he broke it up that way. But they are they are. It's probably as as a as a cohesive unit in terms of like writing. I think it's probably his best one of the ones I've read. It's not the one. I, it's not the one I enjoyed the most because I like the weird shit. But it is probably. In terms of like, this is a per- people who like books, and there's just just enough baby bits of a supernatural thing that it's like interesting, but not really the focal point of anything. Okay, so misery. Who should read it? I don't know if anyone needs to read it. If you like Stephen King, probably. If not, I don't know. I would say, I mean, if you like Stephen King, you probably already read it. But if someone was like, "Hey, I've never read any Stephen King. What do you think I should start with?" I might recommend this one. That's fair. Yeah, I would say it's not as indicative of his other things, though. So, like, start with this one, and then maybe don't read others. <laughs> and then stop. <laughs> and then stop right Just there. Just quit, quit while you're ahead. Definitely not Gunslinger. Don't start with that one. No. no. Bad idea. All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to DrunkGuysBookClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And here's another episode. We never mentioned that Patreon. But you could support us at Patreon at DrunkGuysBookClub. Patreon.com. We're so good at this. Yeah, we don't need your money. I don't know. We can't say it right. Patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club. 
And you can also join us on Goodreads. We will lock you in a room and cut off your feet. <laughs> and, Allegedly. <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.